Welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I'm Nolan Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us, like always. We wanted to give you guys another pod. Trey, I know we just dropped the pod a couple days ago, and people are liking that one, but we had to get on here for the Super Bowl. I, I, we just had to. And we're coming at... We, we, it's a day. It's only been a day, Trey, but I want to, you know, we want to talk about the reactions. I want to talk about, you know, both sides. But, you know, for those who were living under a rock, obviously the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. The Rams are Super Bowl champs. Um, I know we made our predictions last week, but Trey, before we even get, there's so many angles we can go with this, but I wanted to get your overall reaction to the game as a whole. Because I know we were talking about just trying to get an exciting game. So maybe just your overall reaction to the game first. And then maybe you could take it wherever you want to go. I, I, you know, we'll talk about halftime. We'll talk about all of that. But just overall reaction, just just to the game. Um, I, my first thought about the game was that it was just a really good game, and I think that's still uh, like the main thing that everybody wanted to see. Just a really good game from both teams. Um, it kind of surprised me because, I, like I said, I was thinking I was expecting the Rams to kind of run away with it, mm-hmm. but they really didn't do that. And to be quite honest with you, just from a, a quarterback standpoint. I think Joe Burrow outplayed Matthew Stafford, to be real with you. I think Joe Burrow had the lesser of the offensive line compared to Matthew Stafford. I think Joe Burrow come into it had um, less options than Matthew Stafford. Now, as we know, you know, Odell Beckham ended up getting hurt, and that kind of changed the tide of the game. But um, other than that, you know, I was still kind of surprised to even see the Rams win once the game started. I had picked them to win in a landslide, but once it started, uh, the offense kind of stagnated after Odell went down and Matthew Stafford started throwing some errant passes and he started looking like the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. He just and can't, and I, I, I know we were talking about this. I, I, he just can't help himself. I just, I don't understand the trade. I like, he, he just can't, can't like, help himself. <laughs> you had the best analogy to him. I don't know if you said this where we were talking offline last time or during the pod, but you compare him to Brett Favre. Yeah. And I think this is just a perfect analogy. He's kind of like, sometimes he's going to chuck it. And it's not going to be on target. He's going to throw into double coverage. We're not going to understand why he did it, but he's just going to do it. And and I and, will say, to be fair, and to, to to your point, he actually started the game very hot. He was being real efficient and everything too. So you know what I'm saying? Like he gave you the good Stafford in the beginning, and then that, and then just some of the th- now the second throw. To be fair, it was tipped by a receiver, so I'm not. No, the second one was tipped, but yeah. he made some other passes in the game, even though they weren't picked off. It was just like, why would you throw that? Yeah, and and I get the other one. And I, look, and I know people are going to say, look, he threw it to the end zone. They weren't in field goal range. Like I was telling you before when we were talking throughout the game, I was like, yeah, it works like a punt. Yeah, and it, was, I get it was basically a punt. And I get it, but there is something for momentum, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, there is something. For, I'm not saying that that was going to change the whole tide of the game, and it ultimately didn't. But it's just the, sometimes the, 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 the carelessness he has with the ball is just bothersome. You know what I mean? It's just I, it, it bothers me so much. But no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, a super exciting game. I mean, we got everything we can ask for. It came right down to the wire. But you know, I disagree with you with the Joe Burrow thing because the reason I would agree with you, Trey, that Joe Burrow had the better game despite everything, if it wasn't for the 15 play drive at the end for Stafford, because we got to give him credit. That's going to go down as one of the great drives in Super Bowl history to jog oh, down no, no, the field. No, no. Gotta give him credit. You're right. Give and him I, credit. And, I, and I'm gonna say just because of the stakes with that alone. And look, let's be honest, Trey. You, we didn't talk about this, but you and I both know what was happening on that drive. He's, we, uh, everyone, everyone in the, the stadium knew. Everybody in the world knew. 
in order for them to win this game, he's going to have to throw to what? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. And he got right? four receptions <laughs> on that drive. Yep. And the defense knew it too. And they were like, yo, I don't care if you double covering him. You just got to, you just got to get open and I can go throw it to you. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he was targeting Cooper Cup primarily on, on every single play first. Now he did throw it to the, he did, uh, was underrated. He did throw it to, to the third string tight end. Was it a uh, Blanton or what? I forgot his name. He got like, yo, he, he kind of like bobbled three. it, but he ended up catching and getting like 15 yards on it. Yeah. Yard. And he had a couple catches on that drive. So it was really like them too, but it was mostly Cooper Cup. And like you said, we've already seen the no look throw and all that stuff. And look, that was big. And how about the fourth and one? The fourth and one at the 25, like there was a chance Cooper Cup get a got tackle right there. He made a great play. You know what I'm saying? Again, there was a good block. So that whole drive was really effective. And I want to know how you feel though, because there wasn't a lot of penalties in the game. Well, how do you feel overall? The end. Because I know people are going different ways with it. There's the two penalties. Now, I think we can both agree, Trey, the second penalty on Eli Apple, that was the penalty, right? Like that was yeah. kind of clear. The first one is kind of iffy. Now, no, the first I, one wasn't yeah. a penalty to me. Okay, so I think it is a penalty because if you see, he literally, he clearly did grab him to get back in the play because he's lost his leverage. That is what actually happened. However, it wasn't egregious, and they had been letting a lot of things go throughout the game. I was about to say, it wasn't egregious. And my thing is, okay, if it, it might have been a penalty, but if it mm-hmm. wasn't a penalty 20 minutes ago, it's not a penalty now. Right, right. So that's my thing. So, you know, we always talk about as refs, like, let me know how you're going to play it. If it's going to be one of these games where you call everything ticky-tack, fine. Let me know so I know that we can't do this. But if you're not, let's not do it. And so that got kind of inconsistent. I mean, obviously, they, they missed a huge T. Higgins touchdown call. That was a clearly offensive pass. Oh, yeah, he almost just... told Jalen Ramsey head off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he just grabbed him by the face mask. But, by the way, Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the league. Not a great day. No, he got burned twice. No, hey, no, no, yeah. think about it now. He got burned against Tom Brady because I didn't want to bring Tom it up. Brady's yeah, the last Mike touchdown pass. Too. Yeah. yeah. Like he's I, been, he was looking a little shaky these playoffs. I'm gonna be honest. I know. I, I I don't want to be. I, I think he's still the best corner in the league. I mean, I do too. He's guarding. He's guard. He's always guarding the best wide receiver on those teams. So you got to keep that in mind as well. And you're gonna get beat. And, and to be fair, Trey, also why I say it's not a great day. Now the day looks a little bit better if he doesn't give up that touchdown to T Higgins, right? Like let's just be honest. Yeah. Because it would have just been okay. One big pass to catch to Jamar Chase, and that would have really been the end of it. And you give up one catch to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is one of the best receivers in the NFL. And that so, was I mean, a nice catch. Yeah, he and was, it was yeah, a great yeah. catch. So it's not. And Jalen Ramsey also did slip on that too. So it's not like he just got straight. Like the Mike Evans one, he just got straight burned. Like that's just what that was. But remember, Trey, on that drive when Burrow was going down to win, you remember that first play of that drive? He threw it to Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey tried to jump that pass. Oh, yeah, he did. And that's an underrated fact. That's supposed to be a two yard, three yard gain. And he tries to jump the pass, doesn't jump it. Jamar Chase catches it, goes up the sideline. And I know you and I are probably thinking, okay, here we go, right? Like Burrow's got it, Burrow's got it. But then Aaron Donald, I mean, he just makes the plays, right? Like, he just and makes the plays when you need it. He makes the plays, but also I think it w- what it was in large part, too, was that issue that we've always had with Cincinnati this whole entire season. We've all been saying it. Even when we were surprised they made this kind of, I don't want to say miracle run, but this surprise run, what yeah. do we keep saying? They Hold don't on. have an offensive line. We kept reiterating that point, and it came to fruition at the end of this game. Let me, let me put in perspective how bad the Bengals' offensive line is. Trey, you and I have talked about this. What We've talked about this because I'm a Dolphins fan. Two of us had no offensive line all year, right? Like, generally speaking, yes. we've had one of the worst offensive lines. One of the starting offensive linemen is named Isaiah Prince for the Bengals. Just to put in perspective, he's a starting offensive lineman for the Bengals, Trey. 
he couldn't even crack the starting lineup for the Miami Dolphins offensive line. So just to, just to put it in perspective, he's actually starting in the Super Bowl for Joe Burrow. So, like, so just for people to put that in perspective of like who he, Joe Burrow had to deal with out there, that's what you got to know. Okay, so now I, I do have a question, Trey. And we always look back at that pick of Jamar Chase as being a great pick. But how differently could this situation have been if maybe they drafted an offensive, offensive lineman? Instead of Jamar Chase. Now, you know, Jamar Chase got them there, stuff like that. So I don't, you know, I don't know if how nitpicky that is, but see, I don't think I think to me it's kind of like what came first, is chicken or the egg. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. what I mean by that is just like, you know, maybe they get to the Super Bowl if they draft the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. But then I still don't think they have enough options as far as wide out wide receivers to actually win. Well, here's the thing. And it's, yeah, okay, they had T Higg- they had T Higgins and they had Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd was but just Jamar Chase. No, no, I'm just saying like they have those two guys and they had Uzama, so they would have had really good weapons. But I agree, Char- Jamar yeah, Chase no, puts them over the top with it, right? Yeah, you have good weapons, but I think for any team, I think we saw this last year with Antonio Brown. I think we saw that the year before with Tyreek Hill. I think you need that one wide receiver that's just different. And this is no disrespect to T Higgins. And Uzana, however you say his name, this is yeah. no disrespect to them. But then that Jamar Chase. Like Jamar Chase is one of those wide receivers. He's like one of those Stefan Diggs or Devontae Adams. He's one Gen- of those generational, people. yeah. Yeah, like one of those ones that's like, oh no, he changes the game. T. Higgins, he's a bit fatter in the game, but he doesn't change the game. And the thing with Jamar Chase is, and I think the under was well, it's not the underrated part of it, but the main part about it is it's because he played with Joe Burrow. Like, it's because they had already had that history. You got to draft them, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it had been different. Like, now if the Dolphins are sitting at three, they, yeah, you'd be like, draft Jamar Chase. But it's not as big of a deal. It's like, no, you want to get the guy that he played with and they already have that chemistry. And not the, and, not, and it's not even the fact of, like, because look, Trey, Tua played with Jalen Waddle. It's not like they weren't lighting it up. You know what I'm saying? It's Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow were literally lighting up college football. You know what I mean? So, but I think as, as also, I think also what helps, too, is that, Joe Burrow is just a really good quarterback. I think when you're a really good wide receiver, which I think Jamar Chase is, obviously, I think when you once you pair with a good quarterback, it just yeah. lets your light shine even that even greater. Because I'm about to use an example. I'm happy you brought that point up. Odell Beckham, we saw what he was with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Think about it. He had more touchdowns this season with the Rams than he did with the four years he was with the Browns. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I know he has some injury, you know, elements with the Browns and whatnot. Well, two years. He's only had two years, to be fair. So, two was years. Two? He was, okay, yeah, I, thought, I, was, I thought it was four. No, no, no he was I only there two mistaken. years. So okay, he got two trade, years. Okay. Yeah, so he's only there two years. But, I mean, he got hurt in one, so what are you going to do? You know Still, what I mean? Still, the Baker Mayfield situation, I think when I'm looking back at it, I'm just like. It might be three years, actually. It might be three years because the, I think the first year he got there, he had a subpar. See, the second year he got hurt, third year was this year he got traded. Okay, so let's just say yeah, three. Whatever, let's go yeah. with three. Either way, the point, point remains he had a lot more touchdowns. Yeah, with half had. a season with the Rams. Right. Then he did with Baker Mayfield. And I think right. Baker Mayfield is one of the biggest losers of this Super Bowl because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, you know, that you, you bring up a good point because with the Jamar Chase thing, great receivers, you know, look, he's even going to make Tua look a little bit better than what he is, right? Like, he's just that good of a player, right? Like, let's just be honest. And Burrow's going to make regular receivers look a little bit better too. So I think it goes hand in hand with that. So, you know, that's a good point. But I mean, look, you you look at Cooper Cup. He was look, he was a good receiver with Jared Goff, but 
now he's a historically great receiver with Matt Stafford. And that's not just all just, oh, Cooper Cup just got better. You know what I mean? Like, that's not all of that. Like, they, they clearly have a connection, Trey. Like, oh, yeah. And you, and you and you hear Cooper Cup talk about it. And look, Cooper Cup had a connection with Jared Goff. I told you, he was that was his roommate, right? And stuff like that. Him and Jared Goff were close. It wasn't like they weren't close. But you hear Cooper Cup talk about it all the time. And Stafford, they know what they're doing. Like, Cooper Cup is out there reading coverages and like, okay, I know that he sees that this is a cover three and this is – and Stafford sees it, so this is what we're going to do. Like, they're, they're doing – you know who the only other duo that does that in the league? I think, to my knowledge, is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yep. Yeah. They're the only duo – because you, and you've heard Devontae Adams has talked about and Rodgers has talked about. He's like, on certain plays, oh, sorry, one more duo. Kelsey and Mahomes do that as well. Where they like, but see, I was thinking that, but this is a tight end quarterback duel. But yeah, I'm still well, just because you know, he's I mean, Kelsey's basically almost a receiver at this point. I mean, how good he is, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so you hear those guys talk about it, they're like, Kelsey's like, yeah, I'm not running around on this play, right? You know what I mean? He's like, I'm not running around this play, I know Mahomes is gonna see that I'm gonna sit in this zone, and Adams and Raj do the same thing, and I think that's what you're seeing with Cup and Stafford, and you hope Jamar Chase and Burrow continue to be that as well, right? Like, so you know, that's gonna be interesting moving forward, but. I mean, just again, I think we got to touch on the Aaron Donald thing. I mean, how big are those plays, that third and one dragging that guy back? And then, I mean, just overall. With I mean, one arm. With one arm. Yeah, I know. With one arm and then making that play. Do you think he should have been the MVP? Because, I mean, there's an argument there. I don't disagree. First of all, let me just say this. I saw Dan Orlovsky, you know, go on there and he's, you know, Matt Stafford's his guy. And he said, there's an argument for Matt Stafford winning MVP. No. No, there's no, not a Stafford. No. Like, now he, he led that drive. All credit to him. He changed his narrative. He's probably going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, which, Trey, I do, by the way, have some questions about him being a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's only made, like, one Pro Bowl. So that's, you know, that's interesting to me. But in general, I think you can – I think you and I would say probably safe to say it's either Cooper Cup or Donald. And I really can't really go wrong either way. Like, I wouldn't be See, mad either thing- with Cooper Cup is, yes, he did show up on that last drive, but do you know who was making the stops on the defensive end on the last, the last drive? Aaron Donald. And that D-line. Not just Aaron Donald. Yeah, not, not two Aaron. sacks. Yeah. Okay, but, I mean, the same the same token, that same token, we could say it wasn't just Cooper Cup. It was the whole offense. Okay, so the, the argument for Cooper Cup is we all knew that he was going to one receiver and he was getting double covered and he still had to be open. Now, to be fair – you, I can swip, flip it and be like, Aaron Donald's getting double double covered. Or, uh, excuse me, you like double protection, double block. Whatever. Yeah, I'm happy you went ahead and flipped it because that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> but I will say, if you notice Raheem Morris and what they were doing, like they said on the on the telecast, they were shifting the line so that way Aaron Donald could get a one-on-one matchup. They Now, if you want to flip it and be like, well, they could just bring Cooper Cup in motion, right, like they said on the broadcast, you can bring them in motion, but they can still double cover them because they're playing a lot of zone and stuff like that too. So I don't know. It's, you can go either way. The only difference I would say is when you think of the key moments in the game, that whole drive was a Cooper Cup drive. Like that is the Cooper Cup drive. I mean, the fourth and one, right? Like to get the first down, those big catches, and then to finish it off with, oh, mind you, Trey, here's what the, the, the big part about it is. Not that he went down to score the touchdown. Trey, he went and forced two penalties. Remember, yes. two passes in the free. And I, I know that's not in the stats or anything like that, but I'm just saying, like. But he's yards. Yeah, but it's yards, right? Remember the, remember that Logan Wilson one was a third and goal. I mean, how much, how, how different is the situation if they don't get that on third and goal? Because now you've got a fourth and goal. They got to go for a touchdown, right? I mean, there's no, you got to go for it. Their fourth and goal at what, maybe like the 10 yard line or something like that? That's asking a lot. Like, you know what and I mean? I, that's think, I, think, I think that 
um, like you said, that um, play, that's a big play. I think that really saved their Super Bowl hopes because. Oh, 100%. I, yeah, I'm not, I, don't, I don't really think they're going to get that. And I think they're in trouble. And because at that point, you're now, at, you now you got to play the timeout game and stuff. You know yeah, you got mean? three yeah. timeouts left. You still got to play the timeout game. And now you it's in the back of your head. Like, oh, man, we missed that um, PAT off of like a muff hold. Like, a you know, this hole, is kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of seeping in your head a little bit. And I'm just, like I told you the other day, I'm a big believer in momentum. Right. And, and I just and, think it's something real. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, to your momentum point, I'm playing devil's advocate for Aaron Donald. I mean, he created that momentum, or he stopped the momentum for the Bengals because they, look, listen, they went up big, got the touchdown of T. Higgins, should have made a pass interference, but whatever. Then they get the intermediate interception, Trey. Remember that off the tip. They're going down to score. Who gets a sack on third and goal to force them to get a field goal? Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? Because, Trey, yep. we can say whatever we want with that offensive line. The Bengals going to score a touchdown on that. It's good night. Like, it's good night. Like, they're, they're probably not losing this game. Like, holding them to a field goal was huge. Because if they go, because I think if they want to, would have scored a touchdown there, well, they got to be up like at least 11, 12, something like that. Now you got to get two scores. And look, give the Bengals defense credit. We talk about the Rams. We haven't really talked about it much on this pod, but they stopped the run the whole day. The whole day. They stopped the run. So I give, I'll give them credit for that. And, and just going forward, I mean, regardless of who we think is winning the MVP, this and that, I mean, I think the trajectory, like who's got a better, better trajectory going forward in terms of like next year? The Rams or the Bengals? Like the in, Rams. in your opinion? The Rams, are, okay. I think, mm-hmm, yeah, I think the Bengals kind of just – you know how every now and then you see a team and they just kind of slip into sneak in. They snuck in there. Yeah, they snuck in. Like they don't really like I said, their offensive line is still kind of questionable. Even that defense wasn't the greatest in the world. I just think they kind of snuck in at this year. You know, this year Baltimore was down. The Browns, whatever you want to say, they were down. The Patriots are coming up. The Titans kind of floundered. The Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. Yeah, we'll see what they situation. do. Yeah, yeah. I just th- feel like this was a year where a lot of teams were down. New Orleans, like I could keep going on and on, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going to continue as the years go on. And I just think that this was their one chance to kind of sneak in. And I, don't, I would kind of compare it to the Atlanta Hawks of last year in, the, in basketball. They had a lot of good pieces, a lot of young pieces, and they were able to make a lot of big moves in the playoffs. But when the chips are reset during a new season. I just don't think they're going to be able to repeat that those same um, keys that led them to success. I just don't think the Bengals are going to be able to do that. And they're a little ahead of schedule, to be fair. So, I mean, they are a little bit ahead of schedule, but they've got to repair that offensive line. I mean, if they don't come in... Oh, that's the first move they got to do. If, if they don't move. come into the, this, the next year with at least three new starters on that line, I mean, I don't know what's going on. And when, like Burrow, they, when Burrow got hit last night, I thought, oh, man, he tore his ACL again on another, on another leg. I didn't know what it was. I just knew I felt like it was going to be bad. Whatever yeah. it was, like you said, I don't care what the injury was, but I'm going to be honest with you. I heard some people saying it today, so this isn't my original thing. They got to get the offensive line fixed because you don't want another Andrew Luck situation. Like, because th- this guy is getting beat up in his first couple of years, Trey. And I know it looks oh, crazy because that's exactly what you're headed to. Yeah, because if you don't get that thing solved, like, as you're going to just waste Joe Burrow, right? So, but I think the Bengals are, you know, smart enough. They'll get that done, right? But just going forward, even if they do show up the offensive line, I'm going to be honest, Trey. I mean, the defense played really, really well, but they overachieved. That, that secondary is not great. This you know what I mean? Like, overachieved. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to them. Now, don't get me wrong. They will be in the mix. Okay. Like, they will be in the mix. They can probably still win the division next year. 
because I don't know what the Steelers are going to do quarterback situation wise. Who knows what the Browns, um, you know, obviously you got the Ravens, but you know, they'll be in the mix. I just think that when you win all your playoff games in the way they did, and then the last minute where they shouldn't, they had no business. They basically had no business winning two of these through two of the three games. They had no business winning these games and they won these games and, and all credit to them, but it's not like they dominated in fashion. And listen, listen, it took almost an epic collapse from Kansas city in the second half of them to win that game. So, you know, it's the AFC too. And that's tough. I mean, like you said, all those quarterbacks, you got to deal with Herbert. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers coming to the AFC? If he comes, I mean, how much harder does that even become? You know what I mean? You got to deal with yeah. Rodgers, even, even, even the average quarterbacks in the AFC, like Derek Carr, Derek Carr could beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and give a day. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just going to be tough, like to deal with, you know, teams like Ryan Tannehill could beat you on a, on a given day, like just on one day. Tua could beat you on one day just because of the strength of the team. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's just going to be tough. You know, so I, I think the Rams are in a better shot. Now, I do think, you know, and I guess well, the interesting point I, I do want to talk about before we get out of here, what's going to happen with Odell Beckham? Because now they're fair any tour is ACL. And I know we've already talked about, and, and look, Obviously, we're happy for him, like, you know, his resurgence to come back. And, and listen, listen, Trey, we talking about MVP. He was on the fast track to go get an MVP just because. Oh, yeah, he was. Because they were going to double. Because what, what were the Bengals going to have to do? And I won't get off too much of a tangent, like, as far as football specific. But they had no choice because they were going to, if they were going to be hell-bent on, I'm, we're just going to double-team Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham is going to win on man coverage night, like, all night long. You know what I mean? He's just that good. Yeah, pick your poison. So, yeah, you would have to pick your poison that Cooper Cup was going to go off. So, he was on a fast track that he could probably win the MVP. And I, I, it stinks that he didn't get to finish the game, but, you know, he got a Super Bowl ring. But I'm more concerned for his career going forward. Like, if – I don't want to speculate. However, what do we think his future is, injury or not, you know, in terms of with the Rams, with another team? What, what do we think is going on? Because he is under contract, but um, – I'm a little bit concerned. And what I, the reason I say that is just because – if it is ACL injury, you know, that's almost a 12-month rehab right there. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're talking about, like, let's say 10 months. Let's be nice. Like we're talking, like, And to November. be fair, just, and it's, it's important to note, this would be the other knee. So he Yeah, this is the other knee. knee. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, we're talking about, like, November-ish. So he's not getting around back, like, until our, almost around playoff time come. Yeah. Like, I just... I think maybe he re-signs with the Rams on a team-friendly deal just because he's injured and he tries to recoup some of that, you know, status in the playoffs if they make it there, which they should, obviously. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the way he does. But, I mean, other than that, because I don't really see a team throwing too much money at him because, he, like he said, he does have an injury history at this point. He, does, he has shown that he's kind of been injury-prone. So you don't want to throw too much money at him, especially not guaranteed. Here's what I'm afraid of. I think, and there was a conversation about it before the Super Bowl, I think Odell Beckham Jr. can still be a number one receiver in this league on a good handful of teams. I think we can both agree on that. However, if he has a torn ACL, my fear is he will never be viewed as a number one receiver ever again. And, and, that's, the, and that's the fear. That means for him financially, he'll never be a number one receiver. That means for his reputation in terms of you know, if he wants to put up stats and be a Hall of Fame receiver, all of that stuff. I think that could be huge. Now, he has proven some good things, right, on a positive note. Good teammate. He's a winner. He can come and do his job, which, by the way, I thought those some of those narratives were a little far-fetched to begin with. That 
I I don't want to get too deep into the pod, but some of that stuff has some underlying, you know what, when we talk about that stuff, Trey. But <laughs> I, all I'm going to say is he's he's transformed that part of it. So I'm, a, I'm scared for him. You know what I mean? That's the only part I'm scared for. So, you know, at, at a great Super Bowl, you know, that's the only part, you know, that was negative for me. But, Trey, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the, the halftime. We got to talk about the halftime, Trey. How hype were you? I mean, we were already hyped when we heard the names. I don't want to be super hyperbolic here, but like, we're, I don't know where you rank this, but just your overall thoughts on it. I'm not even going to put you on, the, on that spot and be like, is it the best ever? But is it the best what? ever? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I, but. No, all I was going to say is, I again, I can't answer is it, is it the best ever because then I have to go through my whole memory, just try to remember everybody that's right. performing the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's an exercise to begin with. You know, to even try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole bunch of mental gymnastics. I really don't feel like doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I do want to say is that they didn't disappoint at all. I think all of them uh, performed well. Um, I was really impressed with um, Kendra Lamar, just the um, choreographics dancers that he had. Yeah. And it didn't look like anybody messed up because I was afraid, oh, somebody's going to fall down. Somebody's going to mess up. You know, I don't know. I just had those fears like, oh, something's going to go wrong. But nothing went wrong. It was just a great performance. I was a little bit worried when Snoop Dogg got up there because I'm like, oh, he's going to say the F word or something crazy. He's gonna say the N word. <laughs> like, I, I did. I got a little nervous. I was like, I was like, oh, don't mess up. But nobody messed up. It was like a great performance. Wait, can I just, I just want to say a couple things. First of all, there was a rumor of Snoop Dogg let's just say taking part in something before the performance. But that probably wasn't wrong, man. That was probably facts. No, actually not. It wasn't a rumor. It was a whole video of him doing it. I don't know why that was news. First off. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Second of all, um, the second thing I'm thankful for, I'm just happy 50 Cent didn't break his neck. Right. Like hanging down. Let's just be honest. I don't know why nobody's yeah, talking about he, that. He had a lot of body weight up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 50 Cent is now a dollar. Right. So that's, you know, that's actually what's happening. Um, <laughs> I did get a little bit of, Hey, when I hear the, Dun, 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 dun. Like I get a little goosebumps. You get a little goosebumps when you hear that on the piano. I got a little goosebumps. Not even a big Eminem fan, but when he was doing that "Lose Yourself," I was getting a little goosebumps. I'm not gonna lie. I was I'm not gonna lie. Like just the lead up to it, because you know you just think about that song. I was happy for the Kendrick performance. I wanted. I did want Mary J to get in her bag a little bit though, just selfishly, because I thought we were gonna get just fine. You know that song. I love that song. I, I, I thought we were gonna get that. I thought that would have been a hyper song, but I'm just nitpicking. But the performance overall you know, was great. I mean, I think it's exactly what you asked for. And Trey, how about your biggest thing? How about the Tupac tribute? How about oh, yeah, I was really, tribute? I was feeling that. I, it was just, I guess it was just a little bit disappointing. You know, Pac's been gone for a long time. I think 25 plus years at this point. But it was just been a cool, you know, like, it's like, dang, I really wish he would have been there because, I mean, yeah, he it made you think. It made you top. think. Yeah, it made you think, like, if he was there. But that was actually really creative for them to do because I was thinking about it too. I was like, you know, I'm surprised he did it, but I, I don't know if, like, Dre and his relationship was, like, that close or something. I'm not sure. Maybe you have more knowledge about that, but I thought that uh, was really... Dre and Pop weren't close. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like... But I, I just think that was, like, a really cool touch. You know what I'm saying? And everybody... I don't know about you, Trey, but, like, I, you, you could just feel it. That that was a Goosebumps type of situation, too. Like, when he when he did that, like, that was a Goosebumps type situation. Which but I you love. gotta play Pocket when you're in California. Come on. You gotta do it. You gotta... And, and, he, and it just did California love, like... And they, obviously they omitted Tupac's part. So, but I will say this, Trey, and lastly, is this going to open the door? Can we get no. in the door? No, we can't get in the door. We can't get in every year. Hey, man, listen, we got our one. We got our one Super Bowl. So for like the next 10 years when it's like Morgan Wallen and 
Kenny Chesney and all these other Taylor <laughs> Swift and all these other stars, we can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so they just shut us up for the next 10 years. Hey, they shut us up for 10 years, man. <laughs> I mean, they let I, us put four up there. Now they put we put four. Was it one? Yeah, they did give us four. No, they did. They gave us a lot. They're like, we don't want to hear nothing from y'all here. We give yeah, you we four. got a lot now. We so like we give you that's four. That's a decade worth to be quiet. Yeah, they like we giving you four and Eminem, but like I'm just no, I'm no, just a joke, just a joke. <laughs> we rock with Eminem. We rock with Eminem. I don't want nobody coming for me. We rock with Eminem. It's cool, but man, I'm, that makes me excited going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the Bruno Mars and the Beyonces and stuff like that, but you know I'm excited going forward. But the stars are out there. I think this, the L.A. Super Bowl was the L.A. Super Bowl. All the stars was at every star you could think of. You had the big stars. It was if it, it had a whole Compton, Long Beach, whatever you want to call it, vibe. I was happy about it. And I know there was only a certain demographic of us that was standing up and cheering when that performance was on. But that's okay. Like you said, Trey, we have our moment. Okay, it's been a tough couple of years. We had COVID. A lot of things happened. It's been a tough. It's been a tough road for us in this country. At least we can get a performance, right? So uh, I'm excited. But I, honestly, it was a great game, like I said. But, you know, I, I wanted to just get this pod going so we can at least talk about it. But I can't wait for next year, man. Football's over. I want to thank everybody for joining us, of course. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. We, we can't thank you enough for all the feedback we get and, and everybody that continues to listen and, and, and give us feedback and information and how we can improve. Um, we got some stuff coming up from you, some music. We didn't forget about you. We're turning to basketball. You know, we're turning that page now. We're turning the page on football. We'll touch some off-season stories, of course, you know, as it comes up. But um, I can't wait to get into a lot of things. I can't wait to get into a lot of non-sports topics as well. There's a lot of things we've been wanting to touch on. So I can't wait for it. But I can't thank everybody enough, again, for doing this. And uh, I can't thank Trey for enough for doing this. I can't thank everyone enough for listening. But Trey, I'll leave it to you. Uh, Like always, you know, thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe if you want more. Thank you. Peace.